What's up, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of What the Funcast, where we are going to spoil the living hell out of The Last of Us Part 2. I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me is uh, Joel himself. <laughs> don't call me that. He said, don't call me that. I'm All right, so fair warning. Uh, so we are, I made beat this game, what, three days ago, five days ago, six days ago? Uh, five days ago. I think ago. it was six days ago. Well, maybe I beat it on, on Monday. Okay, perfect. So it is June 27th. It is about a week and a day after the game has come out. I've been racing, kind of, to finish this game as Ahmed has been uh, pushing me along to to get this one done. So anyways, uh, so that we can talk about it on, on here because there's a lot to talk about. So fair warning, we're going to spoil not only Last of Us Part 2, but also The Last of Us Part 1, obviously. Which was so f- seven years old at this point. Like, come on. Yeah, so fair warning, if you have not played these games, highly encourage you to go play them and to not listen to this until you're ready to either be spoiled for both the games or, I don't know, you're just curious, uh, I don't know, you've played the games. So if you haven't done one of those two things or you don't want to, whatever, this is your fair warning. I've given you literally a minute and 13 seconds now to leave. So if you get spoiled from this point on, I don't know what to tell you. So anyways... I just finished the game literally about two and a half minutes ago, um, so I'm my, I have nothing. I'm still kind of processing a lot of it. I've had some time to think about um, what has led up to the last hour. I mean, I guess pretty much the, for the whole day. I mean, I got, I just beat the last hour and a half of it uh, now. So we're gonna jump right into it. We uh, we're going to script some thoughts on this, but instead we decided to just give raw off-the-cuff impressions here, because I think that this is the kind of game that would justify that. Uh, So we are going to jump into it just about two minutes in. Final warning. I don't know what to tell you. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, so Joel is dead. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say literally the same thing. (laughs) So, yeah, so so, um, why don't we... we'll We'll keep our overall impressions for the end. Why don't we start from the very beginning, right? So... Uh, Joel being killed by these mysterious new, uh, gr- this faction, a new faction of people. You don't really know who it is. Uh, there's a lot of names that you eventually understand, but in the very beginning, it was a lot to take in, right? Even Tommy being Joel's brother, having not too much. I mean, you know who he is from the first game, but you know if he would just get shot in the head in the beginning of the game, it'd be like, oh, okay, I mean, you know, whatever. But Joel, so the centerpiece really of the first game with Ellie kind of taking more of a center stage role towards the end of the game being mauled over the head with a golf club right in the same fashion of uh you know like Negan from the Walking Dead killing characters with uh with his with his bat why am I why is the name escaping me oh my gosh I forgot I don't know isn't it called oh my like gosh something stupid like Sally I don't know not Sally <laughs> Negan Negan's bat, bat Lucille name Lucille. Close enough. I was, like, not, I was like, Darlene? Wait a second, that's not right. <laughs> Darlene. So, anyway, so, you know, clubbing him over the head with a, ba- with a golf club and then leaving Ellie and Tommy alive. Very interesting that they did that right in the very beginning. So, when the leaks came out two months ago, it leaked out that Joel had been killed and it was spoiled for both of us. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. So, I'm going to play this whole game and he's going to be killed. And then it was actually pretty nice to see that in the first two hours, I guess it was, hour maybe, that Joel was killed and then it became a story of revenge, right, to some extent. Yeah. So um, I guess let's let's tackle the first half of the game up into the theater part with Abby, right? So 
what what did you think? I mean, I, I feel like we're going to be a little bit all over the place, but I feel like that's just kind of how this game is going to be because some parts of it, I do think we're a little bit all over the place yeah. in the sense of, um, I guess not so much Ellie's portion, first half of the game, right? Because you play as Ellie, you're playing through some flashbacks. They kind of make sense because you know so much about Ellie and Joel's relationship. I think Jesse was kind of a, a weird throw-in character to some extent um, in that portion. I mean, it's... I don't know. I, I didn't really feel a real connection with him besides him complaining about something all the time. <laughs> I think that uh, the Ellie and Dina connection was really strong. And then it's like, okay, Dina, you stay here. I'm going to go do my thing. And which I guess was cool that they did that because through the trailers, I thought that Dina was going to be killed because there's a lot of times where Ellie's just riding alone. So I'm like, okay, if they're going to spend the rest of you know, this whole game together, I'd imagine Dina was going to die. Obviously, Dina didn't die. But... Uh, Jesse did, but I just, I, I don't know, I just felt, through Jesse's piece of it, I felt like it was, really, he was just kind of a toss-away character, but I think that Ellie's sense of revenge and her drive to find Abby and Nora and, um, what was the other one, Leah? Leah, Leah was like in the, Owen, Mel. Owen oh. and Mel, yeah, Owen and Mel were more towards the end, but. Manny. I mean, I mean, I guess, maybe, uh, I don't know, I guess let's. I'll briefly recap each of the parts because I've played them and I know them so well from the past, I don't know, a couple of days that I've played them. Why don't we just, I'll go, I'll run through them real quick and then we can kind of just chime in as, as as we want to and then we can give an overall view of, of the whole game, right? Instead of, because I don't know how much there's, like, how much, do you have anything to comment on for Ellie's part in the very beginning, like the first half? So I guess just in the first half, I, I want to say I, so Joel's death, I mean, and we'll get into whole, there's like obviously a lot of like controversy around this game and, and despite all the critics loving it, there's a lot of, you know, kind of review bombing and, and a lot of, you know, people feel betrayed or whatever. And they're, you know, because... Is the review bombing only because of Joel's death? There's a lot and we'll get into it towards okay, the end. Okay, okay, okay. Um, there's a lot. Like I said, I've looked the, at nothing. Yeah. I've literally looked at nothing. I looked at Neil Druckmann's quotes from the Kind of Funny spoiler cast, and I looked at your tweets because... All I saw was initially, I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I see, well, this is a game of revenge. I'm like, I'm mad. I can't see it. <laughs> I can't see it. Uh, but no, so, I mean, in, like, everyone was, actually, one of my, like, old friends from high school um, messaged me on Instagram. I was like, I turned the game off after Joel died. Like, they Ellie should have died, and then you play as Joel. And it's like, people, I think, have this misconception that Joel was the hero of the first game. He is literally a villain. Like, he killed the doctor that was going to save the world from this virus. To yeah. like save you know his quote unquote daughter, his new daughter's life. Like he is not a good person. Like he literally killed an innocent doctor and also like hundreds of people along the way. So him dying is not like some like great betrayal and naughty dog whatever. So I thought it was a really interesting way to frame the entire story of revenge. Um, I remember like when this game was first announced that Neil Druckmann was saying like the theme of the first game was love and then the theme of this game is hate. Um, and that obviously permeates throughout everything else. But um, in terms of in terms of the first half, other than Joel, um, I did really enjoy uh, Ellie and Dina's relationship building. Um, I really enjoyed the Seattle open world section. Um, that was one of my favorite parts of the game. Uh, I don't know. I really I think Naughty Dog games. The best parts of Naughty Dog games are like the little narrative sequences that happen. Um, you know, when you're just walking around, riding, exploring. Like I don't particularly enjoy when I run into enemies. Like, infected are fine, but when I run into, like, human enemies, I'm like, ugh, this again. Like, those are honestly yeah. my least par favorite parts of the game, because I just want to, like, get to know these characters. That's where that's where these games, you know, excel. Um, so, 
yeah, I, I really did enjoy their, their relationship um, and the part where like she serenaded her and everything like that. And then the reveal that she was pregnant was like kind of a shock. Um, but again, yeah, I agree. Jesse's whole character was kind of, I don't know, like I didn't really develop a connection with him. And then when he shot, I think maybe he wasn't supposed to be developed because the way he was killed so quickly, it wasn't like as shocking. I was just like, oh shit, he's dead. But like, all right, whatever, minor loss. Like, it wasn't presented as some, like, dramatic, like, oh, no, Jesse, and, like, you know. Yeah, he literally busted through the door and was shot instantly and killed. <laughs> and, like, I think that he was shot as dramatically... I think he was shot as dramatically as Tommy was, but then Tommy survived. And I'm like... Yeah, I don't know how Tommy survived. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw his brain. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, no, that wait was, a minute. That was weird. So... So I have a couple things about uh, Ellie's parts. I agree 100%. I thought the exploration was really was really great. And I actually, I'm not one to explore like really in depth, but I did feel, aside from the fact that I needed ammo, <laughs> I did go into like every nook and cranny in some parts of Seattle, which I thought was really cool. Um, one of the things, oh, one of the things I really like about Naughty Dog's games is that even though you can go on all these different paths, and like one of the things, and this is just an overall comment, right? Where it's like you have to pick a path and like find your way around. They seem to always keep you on track. Like I never really got like seriously lost, unless it was like late at night and I was falling asleep and I had to turn off the game anyway. <laughs> but you never feel seriously, seriously lost. And if you do for a period of time, it gives you a hint or whatever. But I don't know. I just I, there was one part. It was like a flashback sequence, and it was this giant like jungle. And I felt like I could have gone a thousand ways, and the way that I went still ended up being the right way. Now, could all the other ways have been the right way too? Maybe. But it's just, yeah. it was, the Seattle parts with Ellie were very linear, yet it had the opportunity to expand into an open world type of environment where you can go and explore the shops, see the music shop, go to the bank, go here, go there. Yeah. Um, like, it's it's linear, but in a way that doesn't make you feel claustrophobic. Like, you can explore, but there really is only one way to go. And I remember yeah. Brick reading, you know, people were like, oh, it's so easy to get lost. There's no wayfinding, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't think that at all. It felt very logical. Like, they say, like, follow the Ferris wheel. So I just looked for the Ferris wheel and I followed it. Like, it's hard to, like, if you actually listen to the auditory cues and listen to the narrative of what you're doing and where you're going, then it really, it, I don't know, it made sense to me. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed not only that in, in terms of exploring but like even opening safes like um there was one safe that it there was like a random calendar on the wall and it had an anniversary date marked off and you had to like do the math from the anniversary date back in time and that was the code for the safe and that was just like a really i don't know i thought that i felt really smart for figuring you're, that you're out. so caught up on this it was literally like 30 years it was like 30 years ago and the yeah. answer was like 1986 or something yeah i don't so, i thought it was really cool i was like oh shit like it wasn't i, I mean i guess when you can't do math these things are impressive <laughs> Listen, i'm comparing More this joking. in the first game all the safe codes like you just had to find the corresponding note and then you didn't have to remember the number at all it just like automatically opened so mm, in this okay. there's there's a little bit more reward for like actually digging like there was the other one where it was like the phone number on like the on the poster board or whatever um yes i don't know yeah, I, thought, I thought that was cool and like the rope no they, puzzles. They, they definitely were cool um no they were cool the one thing i will say about the wayfinding piece that does remind me so when you were like make sure you go to the bank and i was in oh. seattle i'm like where the hell is the bank <laughs> i had to keep pulling out that stupid map and there were a couple other times where i was like you know I really wish I had a map, like even just like a little overview, something that I could refer back to. So, yeah. but it wasn't like enough for me to be like, oh, I hate this. You know, it's, 
it was very easy to navigate, in my opinion, right? So Yeah, that was um, definitely better than Uncharted 4 tried to do a little open world section like that, if you remember with the little uh with the car. Um Yes. But that was like there was a giant open world section you could drive anywhere, but like why? <laughs> like there's nothing yeah. to see or do. It was just no, like slowly telling stupid jokes. So this was definitely an improvement off of that, um, you know, given the map and given there was actual like events that you can trigger in each location and whatnot. Um, so it didn't feel like pointless. Yeah. Yeah. Now I will say we were talking about linear, nonlinear, more open world style. So I will say that Abby's story was very linear moving into the second half of the game, right? So yes. Abby's story was very much like, you know, just keep going forward, keep playing through and understand the characters. Now, at first, <laughs> so at first I was like, oh, I'm like playing as um, Ellie. I'm like, wow, this is a short game. Like, you know, Abby's here already, and then whatever. And then it cut to black, and then I'm playing as Abby. I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Yep. And then when I picked up the first coin, and I realized that they were, like, the new collectible, I was like, holy shit. You're going to play I do not want to play through all of this again. Yeah. So, and then what I realized, though, was as I went through it, and I started playing, like, I guess when you meet Yara and Lev, um, that was kind of where it started pulling me in more than normal. And, like, you started to make a relationship with Owen and um, Mel and Alice and all these different characters and Manny even. Um, it it started to make a little bit more. It, it started to pull me in a little bit more. Now, I will say, though, that there were times where um, I, I'm still so scatterbrained about this game. Anyways, <laughs> what the hell was I going to say? Um I don't know. What were you going to say? <laughs> I don't even know. So, I, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm back on track. Actually. Okay. So there were times where it would jump from like two years earlier, three years earlier, six months later, four months earlier. I'm like, where the hell in the timeline are we? <laughs> like, and it's like, okay, it's only because obviously when you're going through right before you get back to the theaters, Ellie, you murder Mel, you murder Noah, you murder you Nora? Um, uh, Owen, Mel, and no. Nora. What, what name did I just say? Noah? Oh, anyway, Nora, <laughs> yes. You murder Nora, you murder Owen, you murder Mel. And then there's the other person, uh, the person playing the PS Vita, which I thought was a really funny little add-in there. So the woman, like, you yeah, come out Whitney of the water and she's sitting on the chair. Yep. And she's sitting there playing on her Vita. And then I don't know if you noticed, but there's also a part where there's an arcade in... Um, the part where you use the boat and you go up and it's like a, a giant arcade or whatever. Yes. And yeah, yeah. there's a, a Jack X racing game in there. Jack X racing. No, I didn't notice that. Like I Jack noticed, and Daxter racing. Yeah, yeah. I noticed they had um, they had a Donkey Kong, like a fake Donkey Kong. It was called like, it was like Donkey Kong and meets Fix It Felix, but it was like, I don't know, something Monkey Wrench Jeffrey or something or Baboon Wrench Jeffrey. That's what it was. Oh <laughs> I was my like, god, I didn't see that. This? So one thing, I, one one other thing I did notice, and I don't know if you noticed this, but there were trucks that were delivery trucks that didn't say UPS on them, but they were all brown with a gold stri- stripe. Yep. And then as soon as you start playing as Abby, you're in a store that has predominantly orange it's like metal racking, like Home Depot. <laughs> yes. I, so I thought that was very interesting that they did that. So. Um, anyway, going back to Abby's story, so I thought it just jumped around so much that I, I was getting... And, and you can't look up anything, because I'm like, oh my god, what if I see a spoiler, right? So um, I got so caught up in trying to understand where the hell in the storyline that we were that I couldn't really get 
a good character development for some of the characters that I was trying to focus on. Like, Owen, it's like, okay, well, I know Owen's dead. Oh, he's alive now? Are we going to walk in and see him dead or whatever? And then at one point or another, I was like, whatever, I don't care. I'll just focus on the characters, not really where we're at in the storyline. So, yeah. Um, but I did grow to like Abby's storyline a lot. I thought that it was a very powerful moment when she saw Mel and Owen dead, obviously, on the ground. Um, and Lev picking up the, the map and then you start rooting for Abby to some extent because it's like, holy shit, like, Ellie's coming through, ripping through these people with no repercussion when Joel may not have deserved to die in our eyes, our jaded view of just seeing Joel's side, but now you've seen the entirety of Abby's side, Abby turning on her own people, rooting for rooting for Ellie versus Abby, was it became very difficult because it's like, I understand Abby's point of view, I also understand Ellie's point of view to some extent, but... Ellie's gone from this, like, I'm going to kill everyone, no one's going to stop me, no one's going to stand in my way, to, yeah, Abby's standing in her way now, and Abby is going to put up a fight because she has an allegiance, obviously, to her friends. Um, yeah, they're but both, it was just, they're both really yeah. well-developed characters. Um, like, obviously, but, we, we have a, a much more of a background on Ellie, but I understand why, so, like, one of my initial criticisms like while playing was like I'm Abby for too long and I was mad because they pulled us out of the story at like such a critical moment like we're literally at the finale like Abby has Elliot gunpoint and then it's like just kidding let's go back like th- two days and do literally all of this over play again through, like another 10 hours yeah. or whatever eight hours worth of gameplay so, so that was my initial annoyance but then like the time that you spend with Abby is is critical because like like they were able to within you know 10 15 hours which I guess was the length of the first game you like grow to really know this character and their motivations and like you know she sought revenge but it came in back and bit her in the ass ellie killed literally all of her friends and she like lost everything um so it's there's a lot of parallels between them like they both lost their father figures and they're both seeking revenge for that but it's eating it's not going the way that they planned it's not you know it's not changing anything it's not making them better like it's only making things worse um, which I yeah. guess is the is the theme consequences is the theme of the of the game I think. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And and the part that kills me is like, okay, well, th- not really kills me, but I guess it's uh, it's it's like a blessing and a curse. But it's almost like in Rogue One, right, where you go and learn who all these characters are just to know that they're all dead, right? Where it's yeah. like, you know, you know that you know the end result, you know they're not going to survive, and then like. I remember when you were saying, oh, I'm not killing any dogs or whatever. And I'm like, listen, I'm trying to get through this game and like <laughs> and then not stress out. You end up having to kill Alice anyway. Like, you have to kill Alice, you but to. you don't realize it's Alice necessarily until yeah. you've played through Abby's role. And then you have to so I, play fetch with Alice and you're like, great, cool. I'm terrible. Yeah. But I mean, it's not you. It's Ellie. It's, yeah. You know? So I think that what Naughty Dog has been able to achieve just in showing you and getting you to care for Abby. I mean, you know, we'll jump into Act 3 in a minute here, but it's like I was like... I'd be okay if Ellie was the one that died, right? And that, you know, and I kind of thought Ellie was going to die. So now we jump into the start of Act 3, right? So you finished Abby's storyline. You've gone through and you are now playing um, back in the theater as Abby chasing down Ellie. Which is funny because it's like the same exact sequence from the first game with the cannibal dude in the diner. Then the diner's on fire and Ellie's like mm -hmm. running around. Like it's the same exact thing with the three stages of sneaking up on and like the last one he's like you know hiding and whatnot ellie's hiding but it's funny because like you sneak up behind ellie and you see her go into her backpack and like make a molotov cocktail as if you were playing ellie and doing like crafting and i was like what the hell this is insane Um, yeah so i thought that was really well done however that sequence was such a pain in the ass like that was 
one of the most irritating parts of the game, for me at least, because, so Lauren pretty much watched me play the whole game almost, and it was at the point where I was like, I don't want to hurt Ellie, like, why do I have to hurt Ellie? And yeah. and it's like, I literally like would run up to her, and then she'd shoot me in the face with her shotgun, and literally <laughs> shoot me in the face and kill me. I'm like, okay, I guess I have to like sneak up on her and, and attack her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then, you know, you, you go through that sequence, then Abby spares Ellie's life, and runs away with Lev, and then... You know, you seem to, uh, I seemed to think that that was going to be towards the end of the game. And that was like it, right? Yeah. So Ellie goes, moves away on the farm with Dina. Um, Dina has her kid also. Not sure how Dina survived, but that's, you know, another story. Um, but all these characters, like, seem to die. But it's like Jesse was the only one that really died, and obviously Joel. So, you know, Dina and, uh, and Ellie go back to the, you know, go when they start a new life on this secluded farm. And then, Tommy coming back and like pretty much telling Ellie that she's a coward because she did all this damage and whatever rocked the boat with Tommy and Dina and Ellie or uh, with Tommy and Dina and Jesse against Abby that now Jackson is no longer safe and for him to bring that guilt back and to see you know this new relationship with Dina and Ellie who are going to spend the rest of their lives together and see that kind of tremble in the in the wake of you know this need and desire and want and drive to kill Abby and go back and find her and make her pay and this and that. I kind of thought that that was, it was interesting that she made that choice and she obviously chose that over Dina, the child and everything else. But it just, to me at least, I'm like, okay, like, come on enough. Like, but that's me. Like you said before thinking, Oh, we want a happy ending. Oh, we want, you know, everything to be great. Where that's not what the game's about. So yeah, in in a know, way, it's almost like Abby is um, like the foreshadowing of what Ellie goes through because you know Abby ends up like you know dragging all these people out to Jackson to seek revenge, which is for her own personal gain. Like no one else really. I mean, I'm sure they all like were supportive. They're all her friends, but like it wasn't for any of them. It was for Abby specifically, um, yeah. and then they all ended up suffering the consequences. So, you know, Allie, or uh, Ellie, Allie, (laughs) Ellie, um, like after, you know, settling down or whatever, and was like, okay, no, I still need to go seek this revenge because I can't rest until I do. Um, And thinking that's going to help in some way, like that suddenly all of her, you know, panic attacks and and, and PTSD is going to go away if she does. Like, it ends up biting her in the ass too, because she kind of loses everybody. She comes back to an empty house. So I guess we can, we can go back to, or we can go to the end now and, and explain what happens in the end. Um, yeah, so obviously, you know, so of course, so, you know, you, so, so I, I have thoughts about this too, right? So then you're, then you once again play as Abby. Yeah, you play as Abby for yeah. a short period, right? It's like yeah, for you like play as Abby. all 15 minutes. Yeah, for not long. Abby and Lev walking through, finding this lead on um, Fireflies. And they want to join the the new, newly whatever formed group of Fireflies. So you do that, whatever, and then you get... Um, abducted essentially by these rattlers, which the rattlers, do we know anything about them prior to now or no? We have no idea. We don't know anything about them. And that's my, one of my critiques is that it it's a weird choice to introduce an entirely new faction at the very end of the game and they have no effect on anything else. Um, but I guess it's there to show you that like literally everywhere in America, you know, there's all these factions that have taken rule like in in Seattle, it's the it's the wolves. In Jackson, it's you know 
whatever they're I don't know if they have a name and Santa Barbara it's the Rattlers etc cetera, etc cetera. so like everywhere is like fucked up essentially it's kind of like The Walking Dead uh, okay so <laughs> hold that thought about The Walking Dead because I, I do think I have some thoughts there as well so the Rattlers I think would have been like a really cool faction to see go up against Ellie and you know kind of be the threat because they gave off a very like in Far Cry 5 it's like the white supremacist uh, group Kind of like from the you know from the south. I forget exactly. I think it was like in Alabama was Far Cry or Far Cry or no Montana. Yeah, Montana. Hope, Hope, Hope County, Montana. Yes, and I think that that faction would have been pretty cool to see because like Isaac, we didn't even talk about Isaac, the leader of the wolves, right? Talk about a throwaway and yeah. get shot by Yara. That was kind of like a one and done thing. We saw an interaction between Abby and I think it was Owen and Isaac. And then next thing we know, Isaac's getting shot in the head. Okay, whatever. And you hear about Isaac, right? And then that that, that was kind of like a, almost like a, a throwaway to yeah. some extent. Like it's kind of just some like of the world building, like you know. Yeah. Didn't really mean anything. whatever. Yeah. So yeah. So then Abby and 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 Lev get abducted by these rattlers, and then you play as Ellie, obviously, who has now left Dina and the baby, and has moved on to try to hunt down Abby, and goes through Santa Barbara. You know, long story short. Falls into a trap, gets impaled by this, you know, the spike on a tree, gets, you know, kind of fights through a bunch of rattlers, eventually gets to the point that she finds Abby, like, on the, the pillars, which I thought the pillars section was very, like, the whole game spooky. was very anxiety-inducing. Yes. And it really made you feel uncomfortable. And I thought that the pillars was a really good way to kind of, like, I think that the the last moments of the game were very powerful. And, you know, what do I mean by that? The pillars, and then, you know, having uh, Ellie set Abby free from these pillars, and then Abby immediately running over to Lev, and, you know, that's like her new family, as she stated at one point, right? Lev and Yara were her new family. And immediately setting Lev free, caring for him, not even considering Ellie after she said, you know, I never want to see you again. And then her picking up Lev, running to the boat, saying, hey, there's boats this way, Ellie going with them, there's literally two boats, coincidentally, of course, two boats, you know, like 20 feet away from each other, one for Levin and Abby, one for Ellie, and, you know, them getting in the boats, and then Ellie being like, no, like, having her flashback and her PTSD of how, you know, Joel got his head beat in, um, and then saying, no, no, we're not leaving without a fight, or whatever, and she's like, I'm not fighting you, and then holding the knife to let, like, that whole part where you actually have to, like, swipe um, Abby with your knife was I like avoid? I literally spent ten minutes trying to avoid Abby's punches to see if that would trigger anything else. Yeah, and it's funny because like when you're playing as Abby in the in the theater, still you like don't want to kill Ellie, and now you're playing as Ellie and you don't want to kill Abby because it's like yeah, you understand both their viewpoints and you understand that they're both like so messed up from everything that has happened. Yeah, like they just need healing. They don't need to kill each other. But continue. Yeah. So no. Yeah. So then obviously you go through this like really tough like. At, you know, so you go through this tough scene of like you're swiping your knife at Abby, and Abby is pu- trying to punch back. And obviously, you know at this point in the game that Abby's strong suit is her strength, and Ellie's strong suit is her use of weaponry. Weaponry, right? So you've got Abby, or Abby with her fists, and and Ellie with her knife. Now, Abby is very clearly malnourished, and she's lost a ton of weight in the time that she's been taken by the Rattlers. So, you know, whatever. One one punch leads to another, and Ellie is now holding Abby underneath the water, drowning her. And you're like, no, like Lauren was like, no, <laughs> this this doesn't make sense. Like, don't kill her, right? It's, yeah. So, and it was very, 
weird because you want her to let go of Abby. We have no control. You're watching a video game or it's a cutscene. Yeah. And then she lets go of Abby. Abby gets up, you know, dry heaving because she's literally just about drowned. Um, and she goes off and then Ellie goes back. So, I, you know, I can understand some criticism if there is any towards the end of the game of like, okay, we spent the whole game hunting Abby. Abby lets us go. We go back to find Abby. We let her go. So it's like an eye for an eye kind of thing. And what did you, what did we achieve? Abby or Ellie gets back to her to the to the house. Dina and the baby are both gone. Nobody knows where they went. Presumably back to Jackson, but who knows? Um, and you know, she plays a song on the guitar, and then but she's lost two fingers, so now she can't play the guitar. She has to learn. How to so play it's the other funny. Side. I did notice that, but it seemed like she was kind of playing okay. So we're she was Lauren playing. Was like, I mean, it still sounded right-ish, but like it was missing some of the. I don't know. It 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 did sound all right, but it was like it was clearly missing some things. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a story about forgiveness, right? When she's drowning, Abby, she sees the flashback of Joel, and at first you think like, oh, is this like she's doing it for Joel? And then you realize that that scene is when she finally was like, I'm gonna try to start forgiving you for what yeah. you did. Um, so it's about forgiveness. It's like I forgive, but that's the thing though. She ha- she doesn't kill Abby, you know, presumably because she forgives her, or she's trying to forgive her. But does she know that Joel killed her dad? I don't think that was ever like we know as the audience. But yeah, I don't think so Ellie that's ever a very good point because I don't think knows. she does because that was the big question mark in Act One, right? Who the hell is Abby? Like, who are these new people? And then you find out that her dad was the doctor that Joel literally shot in the face when he rescued, <laughs> rescued, stole <laughs> Ellie, right? Yeah. So. I thought that was super interesting because we kind of came up with a bunch of random ideas of like, okay, is this like, you know, Joel's long lost daughter or, you know, like what, 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 who, who could she possibly be? And for that to come back and bite Joel in the ass, I thought was very, very interesting. Yeah. I mean, having just played the last of us part one again, I like had forgotten how not shitty of an ending, but like how intense that ending was or how dark that ending was. Cause it's not a happy ending at all. Like, he sacrifices the entire world for this, like, you know, stand-in for his daughter that he lost, uh, yeah. which is pretty terrible. So it's it's un- not unexpected that this these are the consequences that followed. Um, but yeah. overall, I think, so we've, always, we've discussed the whole story, impressions of the narrative. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I my one, I guess, major critique is that I would have rathered play both Ellie and Abby in parallel rather than the first half Ellie, second half Abby. I don't know if that maybe they tested that out, like that order of it, and maybe it just didn't impact, like the impact didn't feel the same. Um, but I would have liked to jump back and forth in real time as opposed to go back in time with Abby and meet all these characters that I know are already dead. And it's like almost like, ha ha, but you feel bad now that you killed these people because they're nice. Look at them. So, um, I don't know. That's my that's my major critique. But besides that, I, I genuinely really enjoyed the story. Um, I thought it was I thought it was really well done. So I'll disagree with you on that point because I think that by playing through Ellie's whole story, you're killing these people relentlessly, and then you play as Abby. You realize that each of these people, each person that you've killed, has a meaning somewhere. And it's not just, like, if you went in parallels, like, oh, my God, I don't want to kill Mel. I like Mel. I like Mel a lot. But 
you know, when I don't know how it was when you were playing it, but when I was playing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's kill Abby. Let's get him. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Owen, boom, you're dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mel, boom, you're dead. Yeah. And, you know, it's like you, you feel this empowerment of, like, we're finally getting revenge for Joel's death. And then it's like, okay, back up and rewind completely. And, yeah, that pissed me off a lot because I'm like, I don't want to do this all over again. Get new guns. Get new skills. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. So yeah. I did like, though, that they, like, accelerated. Like, you'd find the pills. And at one point, it was like, you have 200 supplements. Please upgrade. And I'm like, oh, shit, I do. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, tried to ramp you up quickly. But um, it was yeah. good because, you know, the system. Excuse me, you know the system at that point, so it's like you know, or you yeah. you've been refamiliarized with the system at yeah. least. But and I do like yeah, how no, they I, had like different you know loadouts and different um, skills as well to you know kind of differentiate them. It wasn't just the same old, which was kind of interesting. Like um, the fact that Appy was the only one that got the flamethrower, um, stuff like that. That, I don't know. that was that was cool. Yeah. Um, well, it was funny because I was reflecting back on. It seems like every game that I play like this, there's always like one piece that I forget to use. In this case, it was like the trip mines. I never used the trip mines until the very end of the game. I use them. So, um, if we're, I guess we're gonna pivot into gameplay now. Um, one of my favorite parts was the like the mini boss fight when you go into the basement of the hospital, and there's that giant like cursed, <laughs> disgusting, infected. Yes, <laughs> it was like five infected in one but that's the only time i use the trip mines because like i couldn't figure out how to kill it. i couldn't do enough damage and my flamethrower was like constantly going out of ammo so i just threw all three trip mines at once and it died <laughs> so wow. it worked yeah um, so i didn't use the trip mines till the very very end like playing as uh, who, yeah ellie had the trip mines so playing at the oh, very, very end i had um what are the mines that abby had then I didn't use them, so it was the one. Yeah, not the trip ones. I never used the trip ones that Ellie had. I only used the ones that the pipe Abby bombs. Had. Though, yeah, the pipe bombs. That's what. It yeah, was. yeah, it was the pipe bombs. Yeah, that's that was how I killed that guy too. Yes. So you know, but yeah, it was just. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. It was good that they varied up the the different you know stuff that they could have. Like the Molotov cocktail stayed with Ellie, and then the pipe bomb stayed with Abby. I thought that was cool. Um, no, but going back, I didn't. You know, I, I think that I did thoroughly enjoy the game. I know I jumped into trip mines, but um, <laughs> I did thoroughly enjoy the game. I don't think it's one that you know I'll go back to and play again. It was a cool to experience. It was great. It was it was very fulfilling. I thought the story was very well done. Um, you know the jump like there's minor critiques like the jumping back and forth on El- on Abby's part and whatever. But I think that the mere fact that I felt like on the edge of my seat, like I was stressed the entire time I played this game, <laughs> to the point yeah. that if I didn't if I wasn't so invested into knowing what happens at the end of the game. I probably would have stopped if this was like the first entry in a game because it was just constantly whether it was what infected to come after me or the bloaters going to murder me are they going to jump out and jump scare <laughs> me again or you know or is it going to be like this unnerving like when the when Yara's arm got smashed with the with the hammer and like all this like weird just very unnerving to look at types of scenes that happen um but I think that that says something about it because you're so invested in the story, like you want to see what happens, and you you feel you're more immersed into the game when you have scenes like that. And that's something that Neil Druckmann had said, where he's like, "You're not going to play this game to relax and kick back. You're going to play this game, and you're going to be on the edge of your seat. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to be anxious and whatever." And that is 100% true. Yeah. Figuring out how to kill these people without them silencing their uh, pounding the alarm and getting everybody to run after you and whatever, you know, was stressful, but it was rewarding because it's like, okay, I, I got through this part. Moving on to the next part, but. Yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it, but yeah, it's like, like, oh, new game plus, you can play with all your uh, upgrades yeah, and like, unlocks. Mm, I'm like, I'm good. 
I'm like, no, this game is going to. I'm going to sell this game before it loses its value, and then maybe, it, and then apparently there's no plans to release DLC for it. So, you know, if there's ever DLC by that time, it'll probably be fifteen dollars. I'll rebuy it, so that's fine. Um, yeah, no, I um, shoot, what was I going to say? In terms of in terms of gameplay, um, I did really enjoy the different factions. I really enjoyed the Seraphites. Um, I enjoyed the new types of infected. It feels like it's kind of stepped up the horror aspect of the game or survival horror aspect of the game it really did um like the the stalkers were terrifying because you couldn't see them with your listening and they would just like appear behind you at random um, yep and attack you and jump on you and was, those <laughs> yep. were the absolute worst uh the scene when you're like trying to get back down from the sky bridge with abby and lev and you're like you know traversing through that whole hotel that's like overrun with infected was terrifying mm-hmm. Um, the whole, you know, bit in the hospital I was talking about before, it's like kind of a mini boss fight was terrifying. Um, the, just going through the Seraphite village give very like, I don't know, maybe it was, I don't know, everything was like wooden and candles. So it was like, I don't know, horror movie vibes. Um, but it was, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the, you know, the difference between fighting with groups of wolves as humans versus Seraphites, um, just like the whistling was very unnerving and like um i don't know it was wild but i really enjoyed the additional stealth options in this game because in the first one it felt like you had to mow down every single person before you could advance in this one there were more than one sequence like battle sequence or battle reading sequence where i just like threw a bunch of bricks and made everyone go like away from the exit and then i would just go through the exit and like not kill a single person um, there were times I did that with like groups of infected too, where I just kind of like ran through and made my way through. And there were sometimes I was able to run through a room or a group of rooms and just get through and not even, you know, I killed one or two of them, but I went right past all the bloaters and whatever else. Yeah. They so, always made it hard though. Cause at the exit, it was always a door that you had to like hold down the triangle, triangle button yeah. for like five seconds. So like you couldn't just sprint and then like just get through immediately cause they wouldn't shoot you and then it would cancel the animation. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Definitely agree about the Skybridge. Skybridge is a really cool scene. It was cool to see Abby actually get scared about something. Yeah. Um, and then going through that entire building was literally terrifying. And it was so stressful because it's like there's a thousand people chasing you or a thousand infected chasing you. And then you have to figure out how to get down as well. Yes. And then there's one area right after you meet Yara and Lev where you go through and there's like... Like they go, they go through the window or whatever, and then you're left there while they try to get you out or whatever. Or they, well, it appears like they ran away at first. Yeah. But then there's like yeah. four or five clickers in a row, and I'm like, okay, guys, <laughs> let's chill. Yeah, it was a little aggressive. That scene was stressful, but then they're finally like, oh, over here. I'm like, it took you long enough. Yeah, <laughs> literally like a thousand people. Um, um, did you notice during the Skybridge or any sequence at least when you're playing with Abby, if you look down from like a floor or any like, you know. If you're above, like, two floors up or whatever, and you look down, like, it zooms out and her breathing gets heavy. Did you notice that? Like, the vertigo actually kicks in. Like, with Ellie, she never gets the vertigo. But even when you're not in the sky bridge, if you're, like, on a balcony or on, like, a fire escape and you look down, it, like, she starts, like, (gasps) like, freaking out. And, like, you're not supposed to look down. Uh, Maybe I did notice that. No, I... uh... It wasn't. It wasn't as apparent as you said, or as you're saying it. So I mean, maybe I did, but yeah. I didn't. Not enough to jump out of me. I definitely because I was like just looking around, and then I noticed that like the camera did that kind of like zoom effect where everything like the field of view gets wider and everything like it looks like the drop is you know more than a story high. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was just like an interesting little touch that they added. Yeah, um, no, I, yeah. I definitely agree. There's a lot of little things that they added in here that I thought were really cool and just shows 
Like this is presumably the last big or one of the last big PS4 games before PS5 comes out in just a few months. So I do think it's it, it really shows everything, every last bit that the PS4 has in it. Um, and obviously Naughty Dog is known for the visual fidelity in their games. So there's just so many details that even walking through Joel's house in the beginning of the game or towards the beginning of the game, yes, it was just like so detailed. And it's like you think about how much time it took to make that. And what do you spend in there? Fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, maybe. Yep. So you were, you want to talk about the the notes and the stories? Like, oh yeah, what did you think of those? So like, I I started reading a, a few of them in the beginning, and I and then I would skip through like I would skim through it to see if it made any sense or if it made like sense for me to read it. Um, but I thought that was an interesting touch because you would see like I don't know, this person's like, oh, I'm sorry, like I had to stay behind and I'm I just got bit and whatever. If you read this, I'm probably dead and. Whatever, and then you see like their skeleton there, and you like steal a gun from them or steal ammunition from them. <laughs> yeah, I thought. I mean, in some parts it was cool, and others like in the part where, um, in the in Seattle, like you see the the in the bank vault, there's the note of like, oh, we tried to rob the bank on like outbreak day, like thinking that was gonna, yeah. you know, make any difference. Probably seemed like a good idea at the time, or like when you're in the um, in the museum with Ellie and Joel, and you like break off with Joel, and you go through, and there's like all the writings in the walls or whatever. Um, and then you kind of see like that person's decline. Um, those were cool. Uh, I didn't read every single note, but I definitely like tried to get a little more into it. Um, this go around as opposed to like in part one, I didn't really read any of the notes. Um, but it is a little, it just, you know, it's additional world building and it really kind of fills in, you know, makes the whole world feel much more real, but it is interesting that all these people all have the same idea of like, as they're dying, like, mm, let me write down a note on a piece of paper. Like I can't remember the last time I wrote anything down in, with a pen, but <laughs> I'm glad that they left me these notes. Yeah. Right. So, uh, there's one more thing I want to touch on. I think we pretty much have written a lot. <laughs> We're sitting here like, Oh, this probably take like 20 minutes. Here we are. 40 <laughs> minutes, 40 minutes later. It's a good game. Um, there's, there's one other thing I do want to touch back on. And that was the reference that you made about the walking dead. Right. So I haven't played the last of us part one since it came out on PS3. But the way that I felt, just thinking back to The Last of Us Part 1, The Last of Us Part 1, to me, felt more genuine and like almost like Naughty Dog spin on it, where this one almost felt semi-influenced by The Walking Dead, right? As popular as The Walking Dead is, even when it comes to like character development or killing off characters or, I, I don't know, just felt there were some parts of it and even some parts of like the, you know, like the having an infected chained up and like teasing it, um when we, you were at the uh the, the rattlers. rattlers base yep yep when they were like, like chained up and then you can remove the chain so that the infected could get loose i thought that yeah. was a really cool mechanic yes that was so i just i felt like there was more influence from zombie media like the walking dead than there was maybe for the first game and that's just maybe that's just me cuz i invested so much time into the walking dead but that just that's just the way it came off to me yeah no i agree and i think i mean i don't know if the world were ever to end, I would not be surprised, given how we're handling the current pandemic, that people would like organize into factions. So I don't think it's too much, too far off of an idea. Um, but yeah, well, there's yeah. So well, yeah. Then yeah, the, the the whole faction idea. That's I would agree with you on that. But then there's also the whole idea of even The Walking Dead, where there's like factions working together, and then that was what the Seraphites and the Wolves were. But then the truce was broken, and you know, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get but, that far into Walking Dead, so. One one other thing too, I thought going back to the gameplay, 
the scene where you're riding through the Seraphite Island when the wolves are attacking, I thought was super cool when you're riding through on horse. Yes. That was probably one of my favorite parts of the game. Yeah. Purely in the sense of there's so much going on. You're riding through on a horse. Visually, there's so much going on. You got to shoot down people. It was very much like uh, in Drake's Deception where you're um, you're in the car, you're on that car chase, and I think Drake is tied to the back with... Uh, Oh, at one point he's like his ankles are tied on a rope and like the car's driving or whatever. Yes. There's a car chase scene. I think it's in Drake's Deception. I I don't remember, but I know it's I I vaguely know what you're talking about. May it's either it in Drake's Deception or Thieves End, one of the two. Sure, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I really yeah. only remember Uncharted Four. Um Drake's but, Deception yeah. is Uncharted Four, isn't it? No. That's a Thieves, oh, it's Thieves End. Thieves End. Never mind. I mixed the two up. Yeah, I was like, What? Um Uncharted but if you're talking about Deception? Uncharted Four, then yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uncharted 4. Uh, Uncharted car chase scene. Yeah, it's, it's, unchar- I, it's, it's Uncharted 4. He's, like, hanging off the side of the bridge or something like that, right? Like, am I yeah. picturing this right? Okay. It's very... It reminds yeah, me no. of uh, Into the Spider-Verse <laughs> a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, so it, Naughty Dog... Moral of the story is Naughty Dog knows how to make a damn good game. And, yes, you know. They, they definitely ruin all other, like, <laughs> motion capture and... and uh, voice acting in other games because they do it so so well um like to the point where it doesn't feel like you're playing a video game you're just watching like a really well animated movie um i did like the way at the end of the game it like cut to black the same way and like flashed up naughty dog and then flashed up neil Druckmann's name and everything like you would see in a major motion picture i thought that was kind of cool yeah instead of just rolling credits it was like a a film, not not really film, but like a film by Neil Druckmann or whatever. So yes. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool because there's so much work that goes into these games. It's insane. It's so. funny. If you ever notice the the Wolf Among Us 2 or something or Dawn of the Wolf, whatever, there's like the fake movie in The Last of Us universe that you see posters for everywhere. The director of that fake movie is Neil Druckmann. Um, and it's like oh, starring okay. like all the voice actors and stuff. Um, but That's pretty cool. Anyways, uh, one last thing that I wanted to cover was kind of the, the controversy surrounding this game, because I feel like we should discuss this. Um, you know, briefly, I think we've covered most of our thoughts on all of these things, um, but I didn't want to bring it up just because it's, you know, you know, the talk of the town. If you go on Twitter and search Last of Us, if you look at literally any reply to any tweet from PlayStation or Naughty Dog, they're all like, the game sucks. Um, so... This uh, comes from Den of Geek. They've kind of summarized all of the different controversies that have arisen out of this game. So obviously the game was leaked, um, you know, about a month in advance and people got their hands on it. And the first leak or the only leak that I saw, but the leak that I saw was specifically worded. And it was like transgender character, Abby kills Joel. And like it was, it's made to like stoke fires and people are like, oh, this sucks. The game's going to be terrible. I can't believe whatever. I'm canceling my pre-order. Um, so that's the first controversy here is, you know, the LGBTQ slash diversity controversy. Um, obviously, Ellie is a lesbian. We know that from the DLC of the first game. It wasn't really brought up until the DLC. Um, but even like Bill, uh, Joel's friend, was gay, and we knew that in the first game. Um, Ellie and Dina's relationship flourishes here. Um, so there's much more, you know, lesbianism, if you will, in your face. Um, so obviously that's that's a source of some controversy. And we learned that Lev is a trans character, um, which I thought was a really interesting detail. Um, but, you know, it wasn't, you know, central to the story. It was just something... I mean, well, I guess it was central to the story. It was the whole reason that he was, you know, expelled from his, uh, his thing and had to kill his mom. But um, it was interesting that they introduced a, a trans character as well. So there's the controversy there, you know, homophobia, transphobia, whatever. 
Um, the next controversy we also covered, Joel's death. You know, everyone's like, oh, you killed a beloved character, blah, blah, blah. But we all know that he wasn't really a hero. He's kind of more of an anti-hero, more so of a villain. Um, so this was kind of a natural progression. He kind of almost got what he deserved, essentially. I wouldn't say he deserved to be, you know, beaten with a club to the face, but I don't know. Um, he, you know, you'd kill people, you have to suffer the consequences eventually. Uh, third controversy was the marketing controversy. So a lot of people are... Um, were unhappy, I guess, that the the marketing depicted that um, Joel and Ellie were together for, you know, one of the first trailers we saw was Joel walking in on Ellie playing guitar, and he's like, what are you going to do, kiddo? And she's like, I'm going to kill everyone, last one of them. So you assume that, like, maybe Ellie loses Dina or something, or Ellie loses someone else that she gets close to, and then decides to go in this whole revenge story. Um, but then we learn that Joel is the main motivation for the revenge story. So, you know, that was kind of fake or false advertising so i remember seeing people on twitter being like oh like it's false advertising blah blah blah. like i'm gonna you know get my money back or i'm gonna you know call my credit card company it's like what like you're being ridiculous because i'll be honest with you scrolling to the end of this list i think all of these look absolutely ridiculous like if you play through the entire game then i don't think there's much of a reason for people to be complaining like I, i i don't know i just so I've read or I've, I've watched some legitimate reviews on YouTube that like do go into some criticism. And I think the criticism that they go into is valid. Um, the criticism that all these like kind of, you know, fanboys are going into is silly. Um, so the, the next one is Abby. Um, people just think that she's a terrible character. They don't like that you have to play as her because it's it's a disrespectful that, you know, or, you know, Naughty Dog spitting in your face by having Abby kill Joel. And then you have to play as her to be to sympathize with her and blah, 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 which again like come on have some nuance um and then people are mad at the ending that you know abby doesn't die but like really narratively would you want abby to die in the end like that wouldn't make sense at all that wouldn't be a satisfying ending in the least what have we learned what was the whole point of this journey um really the only criticism that i agree with is the crunch culture at naughty dog which a lot of people are also been criticizing but you know that's another story for another time. But besides that, I think we both agree that this was an excellent game. Another, you know, masterful achievement by Naughty Dog, at least in my opinion. Um, I can't speak for you necessarily, but I think that's what that's where your head's at. No, I agree 100%. And I, I think that this is, this is another masterful game from Naughty Dog, and it's definitely worth playing. And it's, you know, looking at some of the controversy that, controversy that it's caused... I, you know, the, mar- the the misleading marketing. Oddly enough, I didn't want to see anything. I didn't want to see anything about this game before it came out. So I limited what I looked at, and I limited how much exposure I got to a lot of the trailers and everything. Yeah, I watched the same E3 presentation as everyone else, and which showed pretty much one of the last scenes in the game where Dina and Ellie first kiss. Right. Yeah. And excuse me, I thought that was an interesting choice to have that so far in the game, and then you showed it at E3, but it all makes sense because it happened beforehand. So it's not like totally their own possibility. But either way, I thought that was an interesting choice. But yeah, so the misleading marketing, I mean, good on Naughty Dog because they misled you to surprise you and to hopefully have you embrace the game a little bit more and say, okay, you feel a little bit differently now because you thought that you're going to continue your life in the game with Joel the same way that Ellie thought she was going to continue her life with Joel. And then he was abruptly taken away 
But why? It was with good reason, looking from Abby's perspective, because, you know, he was a terrible person. And there's just, there's so much that goes into it that I just, you know, I, I struggle with the people that are, that, like you're saying, I didn't even, I didn't even realize, obviously, I haven't read up on it, but people that are requesting a refund and stuff because Joel gets killed? I mean, seriously? <laughs> I just, it's you know. It's very silly. Gamers it, are it very is, entitled. It is very, yeah, it is very silly, but I'm yeah. not surprised in the least, right? Yeah. Because this is, these are, you know, this is the video game community that, you know, feels entitled about everything. So the yeah. whole LGBTQ thing, I think, you know, we knew, like you said, in Left Behind, that uh, Ellie is a lesbian. And I think that seeing her relationship with Dina flourish was, was good. I mean, it's, there's nothing, it's the same way, like, looking at anybody else's relationship flourish, right? It's not... I don't know. You're obviously going to have homophobic people out there, but which is unfortunate. But it's just, yeah. I just, it, that is like, in my opinion, that's a non issue. A non issue that like, people should not be complaining about that. Absolutely. And if they are, then shame like, on oh, them. it's pandering, blah, blah, blah. The SJWs are taking over. And it's like, oh, shut up. Like, grow up. Um, Whatever. It's, it's just, it's, it's silly. It's a moot point. It is very, very silly. But, um, but yeah, overall, I really did enjoy the game. There are valid criticisms, and there are of, of, of like a few video reviewers that like have gone into you know specifically issues with like the gameplay mechanics, whatever. Like maybe you know other games do it better or whatever, or the gunplay doesn't feel as great. Uh, there's like really specific criticisms that are valid. It's not any of these things that you know people are review bombing over. Uh, yeah. But it's still an excellent game, still absolutely worth a play or a, a watch through on you know Twitch or whatever. Watch your favorite streamer play it if you don't really play games. Um, it is an excellent, excellent game. I really, really enjoyed it. Won't be playing it again anytime soon because it was <laughs> very mentally exhausting. But um, it really, it really, yes. really, truly was. I mean, it's just I, I don't know. It, it is incredibly mentally exhausting, and which is not you know it's I, I don't play video games to be mentally exhausted, right? So. <laughs> I'm okay with it being this one game that I played for some time and so on, but I just, there is, I cannot think of any reason why I would replay this game. I just, and that's just me. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe you'll sit here and say, yes, I'll replay it again one day, but I think we say that about a lot of games where it's like there's a lot of other games to play. Yes. I mean, you have a lot of Overwatch to catch up on, so. <laughs> I saw you last night. Listen, I just wanted to just click some heads. Anyways. Oh my gosh. Click um, some heads. Yeah, that's the that's the gamer talk. I'm a real gamer now. Haven't you heard? <laughs> oh yeah, with that chair and everything. I, I see. Yep. All right, now that we are like nearly 54 minutes into this episode that we planned on being 20 to 30 minutes, clearly we had a lot of thoughts. Um, yeah, I think this is our longest spoiler cast ever, but it's uh, good. Well, yeah, I think it's it's probably the biggest game we've covered too. So yeah, it's a good like how. What was your final hour count? Do you know? It had to have been close to like 25 hours, I think, maybe 24, because I was at 22 when I texted you, and I was like, oh my god, when will this end? So, um, it, it had to have been under 25. Also, did you notice the Firefly, like the, you know, obviously it was the Rattlers on the radio, but when they were telling Abby where they were, they were like, oh, take a boat to Catalina Island. I was like, <gasps> Lauren. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they said that, and I like nudged Lauren. I'm like, look, they said Catalina. So, but, but yes, yeah. um, very good game overall. Anyways, I think yes, that it about, was. It was very good. Should we rate it out of ten? I don't know. I don't like giving thing ratings out of ten. I just I liked it. Uh no, yeah, I enjoyed it too. I mean, I I haven't played Last of Us Part One in forever. Do I enjoy? I I always enjoyed Uncharted games more than the Last of Us games, only because 
I enjoy the banter, the humor, the lightheartedness to it, and like the treasure hunting aspect of it. Whereas The Last of Us is like literally, hello, it's the apocalypse, and you know people <laughs> are not dead, and you got clickers screaming at you, whatever, uh, growling or spitting on you, whatever the hell they are, <laughs> and then bloaters and all that other stuff. So yeah, I, I'd always rather play an Uncharted game, but you know this is definitely fantastic and definitely worth the playthrough because it's very enjoyable. Story's great. It's fun. Um, yeah, I've got, yeah, I think it's for, it's, it's definitely worth the playthrough. So, yes. All right, cool. Well, that is it for this the last of us part two spoiler cast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you didn't listen to this after having not played or watched anything about the game. Uh, that would not be good. That would not be good at all. I don't even, you did not heed two minutes worth of warnings. Unbelievable. But no, um, thank you for listening. This is what the fun cast signing off. Peace.